in a format where people try to always be right, we're comfortable being mostly wrong. Hello there, everybody. Welcome to Mostly Wrong. This is a miscellaneous media podcast covering a variety of topics, including TV, movies, books, comics, games, and anything else we happen to be interested in from week to week. We will most certainly discuss spoilers, so proceed at your own risk. So this is... Ooh, dramatic. Yeah. This is a long time coming. Yeah, the dramatic pause. Yeah, how long has it been? Like a month? Definitely at least a month. Yeah. So yes, Uh, a month. Vacations and COVID. <laughs> Vacations yeah. and COVID. Yeah. But, you know, the upside to it is that we definitively have things to talk about. Like, there's no shortage, yeah. Oh, yeah. no dearth. So, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I've been doing with myself because honestly, I haven't watched or played much of anything new or unusual. Well, you know what I want to talk about first? Sure. The Dungeons and Dragons movie trailer. Oh, okay. That's surprising. Oh, wow. That's oh. not even on here. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Surprise topic. Okay. Um, since you led with it, what do you think? What are your thoughts? I just, I, I it really kind of came out of nowhere and surprised the hell out of me. Same like, for me. You know, I didn't even know it, it was being the, made until I saw the trailer. Yeah, because yeah, they're going kind of like Thor Ragnarok, like kind of or Guardians. Huber. It's almost like yeah, D&D through the lens of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and it just. It looks really good. Um, the dragon, the like all the um, CGI looks amazing. Mm-hmm. You know the green screens and everything, the way that it's all cut together. The yeah. battles look good, just from because it's only like a two minute trailer. But I, I think everybody's like super hyped up for it. And <laughs> I was listening to another podcast, and they were talking about this. And one of the guys said, "I hope that they subtly do." turns like you can tell that they're taking turns you know in combat <laughs> he's like that would be incredible i could that see him doing incredible. it at least as a one-off like easter egg yeah. a certain scene or mm-hmm. something i liked um tons of creatures right there's like even yeah, a, yeah. a throwaway gag with the gelatinous cube which was awesome to see <laughs> um and i think that's the tone it needs to be like yeah D sessions are people being goofy for the most part you know it's not heroic characters usually it's people just trying to fuck with the dm or break the game you know how that goes mark yeah yeah rules you get out your rules lawyer you know mm-hmm. that's what i always did looking in the books and all that that's trying to trying to yeah See, break i'm the a DM rules game. lawyer at heart too so mm-hmm. being the dm you have to i think it. you kind of you gotta have to read. You, well, you got to rules lawyer one up, be the DM, be like, no, this is the rule. This is how it stands. Yeah, that's <laughs> partly why I liked being in that hot seat. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was surprised, just like the rest of you. However, part of me is like, another D and D movie. They tried that once, and it was terrible. Yeah, but that was twenty two years ago. So I know, I know, but but that part of me is just like. Mm-hmm how are they going to make this any how are they going to make a movie on this so i'm trying not to i think I'm for my part of not it not to be cynical it doesn't look like just, they're overreaching like i get what you're no. saying and there's no stakes like there yeah. was no build up to this it was just like right. damn here's a trailer um yeah. one of the things the cast is much better with this one too well i love chris pine he's like a 
dark one of my favorite actors i think that he yeah, is charismatic he can play like a leading man he can also be funny and so mm-hmm. it's kind of anchored around him which you can tell i love that it's kind of revealed at the end of the trailer he's a bard which makes sense and is awesome yes i love that so <laughs> yeah so he's like he's telling the story probably or something right the unreliable narrator um so i think he's gonna a lot of it's gonna work through the sheer force of his charisma you know the and Mm -hmm. i think it's a good sign that he's you know the one of the leads and yeah i mean there was a shot of like a druid like changing into an owl beast and other forms of bear sir i'm sorry owl bear (laughs) it's a beloved creature yeah (laughs) but uh but no i'm 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 really excited about it um if not also a little guarded but yeah that's fair i don't think there is there never has been enough fantasy movies and even and what's out there can be really dire and cheesy Mm -hmm. in a bad way and please lord of the rings don't suck i just can't gauge you know if we're if we're going to talk about something I have nothing to go on from those trailers. It looks like a relatively good budget, and we know we're, they're spending yeah. a ton of money there. Like Sorry, I don't want to diverge. I don't want to break off too well, much no, from D&D. But, but it's all fantasy. Right. So, I mean, yes. it's all part of the same I mean, have you you have no real investment in Lord of the Rings, Ryan, correct? Like, it's... it's I, I mean, I never read the books. I only saw the movies, so I don't have that, like, nostalgic Have you seen the most recent trailers for it? like post I have not actually mm-hmm. so I didn't even know they existed well go into it blind then because it's going to be this month so yeah. oh is it in August okay mm-hmm. yeah it's a couple weeks actually so just okay. go don't watch any trailers just go into it blind yeah the aesthetic yeah. seems okay like the, yeah, the cinematography is it... good and they've also they stepped away or they avoided the pitfall of what was that shitty um the Wheel of Time series yeah. where everything looks like it's sets and everybody's super clean it yeah. just looks like a tv show like it's, right. it is it a tv show but you know what i mean yeah it's not a living right. world and this yeah. seems to be at least aesthetically getting that part right like it's real people right. living in a real place right so right. just based <clears throat> on those like short trailers yeah right. um i i mean it looks like they are going with the peter jackson aesthetic yeah so um, that's good. At least it kind of like ties aesthetically into the movies, mm-hmm. even if it is like a prequel. So. Yeah. So, yeah. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about the D&D thing, Ryan? Sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, I just I'm excited to have like a fantasy movie and it looks kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I agree. So that's one of Stephanie's least favorite genres. But I mm-hmm. think I think. <laughs> like selling it as like an adventure movie and it kind of funny you know she might enjoy it so right yeah. it's she's been branching out you know since we met so well, that's good you're tearing down some walls that's good yeah well i mean it wasn't hard the other way around too for her to get me to watch a bunch of crime documentaries and true crime stuff so mm-hmm. that's super interesting to me now <laughs> so <clears throat> I was kind of leading into it just because, as usual, I don't have as much, so I was going to hit some bullet points. There's a couple points of overlap for me and you, Ryan. I don't know about one of the games for Mark, but um, Sniper Elite, I've basically broken that game in half. I've unlocked everything in it, and it's incredibly (laughs) satisfying. Um, The invasions I did not enjoy in the same way that I enjoyed in Deathloop. 
the, oh, really? the main reason being is I discovered it's got the Elden Ring mechanic where if you invade, there can be two enemy snipers. And uh, so once I realized that, it made it a little more... Ch- Go ahead. That's dumb. No, that's dumb. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it should be one 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 one. Because, I mean, the sniper thing... But so anyway, I had a couple... I came in and killed a couple people, and then it just seemed like I kept getting duos, and I'm not wired for that. I can't track two different people, so I just kept dying. So I got back out of that, but <clears throat> it's a, and it's funny, the first DLC is yet another Kill Hitler. Like He's at his retreat in the mountains, and there's a couple different uh, over-the-top ways you can kill him. But it's a really satisfying game if you're into that kind of stuff, which I know you guys really aren't. So... Um, I touched on Stray a little bit. I think we've all played that. Or mm-hmm. I okay. started it. I haven't gotten very far yet, but I at least started it. Yeah, I'm about an hour and a half into it. Ryan, did you complete it? I, no, I'm about the same, about an hour and a half, you okay. know, or so. Like okay, so then I'm probably about an hour into it. Did so. you? So I mean, it's a minor spoiler, but you have. Have you made it to the hub yet? What seems like a hub or um, like a robot town? Does it sound familiar? Maybe. I, think I got were. to. Well, I mean, maybe. I mean, you talk to the NPCs there. I haven't talked to any NPCs yet. Do okay, you have your so... little cat jacket? No. Okay. Yeah, All right. So, so you're that's, a little that's right around the corner. You're really it's, cold. It's, 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 <laughs> you'll see what we mean. It's not really a spoiler. Okay. Um, and also, once they introduce the cat jacket, it's like a pretty cute little moment. It's very. Yeah. Uh, it's a, well, the whole yeah, game seems pretty cute. I was. Through the form. Yeah. Uh, almost saddened really when you uh fall down and they have the three cats looking over yeah yeah you know what's funny to me the aesthetic of it dramatic. very much reminds me like until they introduce the robots but like the aesthetic of the environment looks like the last of us to me you know yeah. like it seems like that exact yep. post-apocalypse so i just kept yeah. thinking that the control like you're controlling a cat but i could almost see like ellie or joel like walking around in that environment so yeah yeah i kept 100%. waiting for those like plant like creature things to come out yeah and uh, what was it i like just the little cat elements to it you know where you can yes. scratch on a rug or lay down and go to sleep or just having yeah. a dedicated meow button is awesome <laughs> yeah or like when the you had to knock the pant cans over you're just like <laughs> yeah <laughs> clearly yeah, the devs have uh cats of their own and Yes. Yeah, I read that. Uh, I mean, it's been in develop, development, I guess, since 2016 or something. And oh, wow. Really? It's a French studio, and I guess they had cats in the studio pretty much at all times. So they were immersed. <laughs> they had to be. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. What, do you, what are your thoughts, Ryan? Are you going to continue to play? Yeah. It, um, there's another game taking the lead right now that's t- sucking up all my game time. But I do plan on going back to Stray, you know, once either I get bored of the other one or you know need a break it's a good palate cleanser i think it's maxes mm-hmm. out at like six hours and that's if you're extremely thorough i think you could do it in four. yeah the i think that's the completionist was like six to eight hours or something like that. Mm-hmm. it's not bad so um what else we got here disco elysium mark have you played this no but i know all about it okay. i haven't pl- i don't you know that seems to be a I common of... refrain from like anybody I talk to about it. Like my brother, who doesn't even play these type of games, he was like, "No, I listened to a podcast that was all about it," and I was like, "What? Why?" Because he never plays those kind of games, but he's like, "It sounds awesome," and it is awesome, but it is extremely complex and it takes a lot of focus. Um, mm-hmm. The character creation, uh, 
are you guys familiar with the term purple prose like very florid writing um the writing in it is very uh i hate to say over the top but it's it's intense you know you there's a, a strong voice to it it's basically um the voice is inside your head and it's your inner yourself the inner conflict with yourself as far as like you're an amnesiac which is like a video game trope supreme and it's like your mind is fighting with itself to trying to decide who you are like how you ended up in the circumstances you are because you wake up have a heavy a heavy bender you find out you're a cop but you can basically it's one of those things it's kind of a morality thing where you can choose to be a complete and utter uh, dickhead about everything or you can be more reserved and it allows you that freedom and the game is going to kind of like coalesce around you as as far as the choices you make and so I think that the, there's a meaningful change to the environment and the characters depending on the way you interact with them and what I have heard Ryan had you played it far enough to meet your partner Kim no so that's I'm only in like basically the the bottom stairs like because there were so many dialogue mm-hmm. options for everything that I basically I got out of the apartment I went downstairs and then like that was like two hours I know <laughs> the character creation thing is intense too and is it is it all voice acted it is um that's what's yeah, different okay. well God. there's two different versions there's a the newer version I forget what it's called the one we're playing is fully yeah. voice acted the original game was not so that's oh, a newer okay. thing. So maybe if you have an older version, the thing about it is you do have to go into it like wanting to focus on it because it is extremely story and dialogue heavy. Um, did, have you ever played Torment, Mark? The original Torment, like the um, it's back in like Fallout One era. Maybe you play like the, you're like the unknown stranger or something. You wake up like in a morgue and there's more the talking skull. Doesn't sound familiar to you at all? No, no, okay. I must not have. I must have missed that one. So it, it's that's a narrative like kind of click and point, not click and point adventure, but like it's a narrative focus game. I don't know how much combat there is going to be in this. I haven't even touched on that at all. Yeah. But <clears throat> it looks really promising, but it also like the amount of focus it requires. It's probably not a good bedtime game, which is when I was trying to play it. Like it was just kind of <laughs> <Yeah>. overwhelming. <clears throat> and then the last thing is unusual for me because I used to be a big RPG person um, a really big Japanese RPG called Tales of Arise came out this year and so it was on sale the summer sale on PS5 and I'm trying it out it's uh, basically it's like a standard RPG but instead of like uh, what do you call it active time battle or whatever where you like line up in a row and punch guys that are lined up in a row across from you it's real time so the combat's more akin to something like uh devil may cry it's like a third player action rpg with combos and stuff like that and it's very anime but i'm kind of enjoying the aesthetic for whatever reason right now but i'm it's another one of those deals where i played for two hours and two hours of that was all story like I didn't even get into the meat of the combat yet so another one that it's going to require a lot of focus so I'll have to report back about that other than that I've been reading a lot of comics um, listening to audiobooks reading actual speaking books. of comics mm-hmm. have you ever heard of one called oh eight billion genies yeah that's brand new what do you know about it 
<laughs> not to be a dick about it, but usually you're not dialed in. A certain podcaster I listened to was mentioning it, and it his description of it actually kind of interests me. Yeah, it's something that wouldn't have appealed to me at all. I actually haven't read it myself yet. Um, I listened to a, a comic book podcast, and you know, the conceit is every human being on Earth gets a personal genie and gets to make a wish, mm -hmm. and the chaos that ensues. And um, <clears throat> basically, it's centered in a bar, and in the bar, the bartender had the presence of mind to wish that it was a safe zone, that anybody inside that bar is immune from every wish from any other genie. So it's this, you know, island in the middle of chaos where people are like uh, wishing that cars were robotic monster trucks that were like carnivorous <laughs> yeah. and sentient. And other people are wishing for all the money in the world, you know, all the typical stuff, wishing for more wishes. Right. And I don't really know anything beyond that, but I guess it's supposed to be kind of like delightfully chaotic. So, yeah, that's kind of why I was super interested yeah. the concept alone mm -hmm. really is a good selling point too it is but me. it's one of those things you're not a big comics reader so i know i'd see Will Ryan I being more to likely it? to read it yeah share with me i'll read it and then tell you mark <laughs> we'll read it to you i mean you got your surface like it you know, know. so easy to set up you know the digital reader on that so. i know i i need to Hey, I like the Sandman comics that you got me into. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, I'm really stoked for the show because, based on that. Well, that's a good segue so. for that. Um, have you seen the trailers for that? Yeah, and I'm really excited. And the fact that Neil Gaiman is Gaiman. like... Oh, God damn it. I was <laughs> thinking Neil Diamond. I know. <laughs> Gaiman, like Cayman. Gaiman uh, is super involved in it has me even more stoked and i i really do think the actor they got to play morpheus looks really good i do too he's a relatively a known name which is perfect mm -hmm. um and then they have uh what's her face from lord uh from game of thrones and she's supposed to be uh lucifer right uh, what is her name Lynn uh christina Quist. no 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 oh the the big chick. I know <laughs> I nothing remember. about anything you're talking about, so I haven't seen a trailer or anything. Well, you know, Game of Thrones. That, who was who was the large warrior woman in Game of Thrones? Um, Gwendolyn Christie. Gwendolyn Christie. Yeah, or yeah. Phasma. She's or Lucifer, mm -hmm. and then um, a bunch of like probably more British actors and actresses that which we just fits. haven't. Which does fit, but I'm really coming out on Netflix, and it's okay. this month. It's like next this week or next week. Oh, is it that soon? Yep. Yeah, that's one of my that's in my like probably top five comics of all time. So I really hope it can live up to it. Yeah, me too. Because that was a great series. The one barrier, Ryan, that you might you would probably have with it or may have with it is the art can be pretty rough, and that's universal. Mm -hmm. It's just yeah. real. I don't rough as a way to put it. <laughs> it's not so much the old, like at the time there was better artists, but he just didn't get the greatest artists. Um, but the yeah, writing, I mean, the writing. So that, I mean, if the writing is good, I can usually get into it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if the, if the art is super bad, that's definitely a deterrent for me. Yeah. It just like, it's de immersive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's enough of my bullshit. Um, which one of you wants to go next? <laughs> fight for it um i'll go all right okay <laughs> um so we can kind of like 
because some of our stuff, Mark, is the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, how far into Westworld are you? Uh, four episodes in. All right. And are we're, you watching any of it, Matt? No, it's one of those things where Jennifer doesn't like it, so it's difficult for me to watch it because uh, I yeah. choose to do other we're, things. We're really enjoying this fourth season so far. Yeah, it's I'm I'm not enjoying it as much as Mark is. Um, it, it's <laughs> Why is good. That? So this season seems to I'm just more invested in the destination than the journey. Like okay. the journey's okay, but I don't know something about some of the plot lines that happen. You know, just kind of t- have taken me out of the. I, I don't. Not that I don't care what happens. I just want to see what happens. And so, well, I get you, know. you there. I have that problem with a lot of things where I can't appreciate that until it's a revisit. Like when I'm yeah. wanting, craving more, right? You go back and appreciate those details. But until then, you want it to be 100% hyper focused on the actual mainline plot. I have yeah, to wonder so... too if it's because they're doing things that you don't like. <laughs> I mean, that's it's possible, they're, you know, because they're doing they're it's not in the it's not chronological um and it's uh there's a lot of um there's uh, probably two timelines there's time jumps and time skips and so mm-hmm. oh, yeah well, and so i didn't realize that <clears throat> yeah that's ryan kryptonite yeah <laughs> so i'm not surprised really yeah where do you fall in uh, so, pulp fiction by the way say, say that again pulp fiction what's your assessment of that didn't really like it when I first watched it, but I love it on like rewatch. And I think that's like all of these things, you know, the linear, the non-linear storytelling I get frustrated with. What about, um, the movie, um, the one, uh, Christopher Nolan's first movie, uh, yes. Thank you. Yeah. I hated that movie. (laughs) I loved it. Yeah. No, (laughs) Yeah, no, that's one of Stephanie's favorites, and um, I don't know if I've ever revisited it yet. We would definitely watch it again together, you know, and I'd give it a second chance, but no, it's just like, so I can, for I guess the way my brain works, it's just unfolding the story and trying to, it, I get too confused, and then when I get confused, I get really frustrated. <laughs> gotcha. Right. So, like, I can't just, like, wait. I guess I'm impatient, too, and I'm an impatient watcher. Now, is so. she watching this with you? Watching Westworld. Oh, Westworld? Westworld. Yeah, yeah. Is she liking it, or does she not like that kind of? Uh, no, she likes technique? it. Oh, okay. No, yeah, no. She Memento is one of her favorite movies. No, no, no. Not not Memento. I mean Westworld. But that's what I'm saying. Is you uh, pointing out that oh, you know okay. she likes this type of okay. time jump stuff, and so <laughs> she doesn't have a problem with it. Okay. Um, what has helped me? because I was feeling this way and I hadn't gone to the subreddit at all. Um, I went for episode six and I read a lot of the comments and discussion and I've been on there um, every, almost every day, at least like 15 minutes, just reading people's theories and stuff about it. That's really helping me. It's probably not going to be true. You know what they're saying, you know, some of the stuff they've actually posted pictures where could be evidence of something happening. Um, but we'll just have to wait to see if it actually because there's only two episodes left. It's a shorter season. They did eight instead of ten, so I don't have to wait that long. Right. So, um, yeah, the Haloris, the Hale character, I'm like could do without. I don't know. Like I know she's 
important, but I don't like her character. So it's I think it's probably because she's terrifically acted in the way the character's supposed to be, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, just something that, like it, those scenes with her are not interesting to me. Okay. So, um, let's see. For all mankind, you're caught up, right? I am caught up, and yes, Danny is a dick and needs to die. <laughs> Matt, are you? Are you watching For All Mankind this season? I have not caught up with you. I will. Okay. But I'm not uh, worried about it. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. I'm not going to say yeah. anything else. No, I mean, it's just the... That whole, the... whole storyline, even yes, when it, it first happened, like, last se- uh, the last yes. season, yep. Sarah and I were a, both like... a huge eye roll moment, yeah. Yeah. Like, what are they doing? Right. Um, the rest so, of it, phenomenal. <laughs> yes. No, the, the whole season's been really good. The, the mm-hmm. first episode of season three had some like interstellar intense yes. moments where it's just like edge, edge of your seat thriller that okay so, i gotta stop you right there I yeah. just this reminded me so i know we're getting back to the where i said off air about covid being like gripping fatigue mm-hmm. dara blew my mind with like an awesome analogy that ties into that first episode where okay. The gravity starts pushing down on everybody and they get that yeah. weight and it's yeah just... and they start laying down on the ground yeah that is how this fatigue feels <laughs> it just feels like the planet's gravitational force is just pushing is, down is heavier it. it's, that's it's, interesting yeah going upstairs terrible moving your arms something wrong with the gravitational pull <laughs> <laughs> anyway sorry I don't mean to didn't mean to tangent like that but it just reminded me yeah, no, that's that's real interesting. Um, so yeah, there's I think two more episodes of For All Mankind, so I'm curious how they'll you know wrap up the season. Yeah. Um, Only murders in the building. I copied your line and I pasted it in mine because they were the same. Like I got cut up. We watched. This Man, that episode. this season this season has been so good. <laughs> yeah. Another thing I need to catch up on because I was uh, I only show, watched the man. first couple episodes, but it's really good. Yeah. yeah, it, it yeah, just the, gets the even storytelling better. and like the way they piece the puzzle and clues together is super cool. Yeah, it's very rewarding. Yeah. So, um, and then we're back. It's season two of F Boy Island, everybody. Mm. So you know, it's our favorite show. Disapproving grunge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god, we love it so much. So it's just it's trash TV that we absolutely love, and we don't care who knows it. So. Yeah, it, that seems like everything about trashy reality TV like distilled into one like ultimate package. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the best thing about this show is that it's hosted by Nikki Glazer. They who's that make is, fun is of that their own yeah, something. Who is that? Oh, she's a, a like a comedian okay. on Netflix. Like she's had bunch of big specials and comedy central stuff like that okay yeah we're not real big into the comedy scenes <laughs> like watching stand-up comedy shows and all that but um but the producers and the way they have done the season like they'll have like it's three girls you know and they're trying to figure out if the guys are a nice guy or an f-boy you know and they <laughs> they came into the show as a nice guy or f-boy so you know, if they if they make it all the way to the end and the girls choose them and they are an F boy, the F boys can choose to take the money and run. 
F boy. Fuck boy. Fuck boy. Just okay. means like a douchebag. I was bag. wondering if it was that on on point. Yes. It, it is. That yeah. literal. Okay. No, and that's the that scene where like uh basically guys that are F boys consider themselves players, you know, and they do one night stands and so yeah, they're they think they're hot shit and all that stuff and they get all the ladies all the time. <laughs> like true alpha males. And that's what we love about it, is there's so much like testosterone and then That's what we hate know. about it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Because they're so, some of them are so fucking stupid, and um, there's one of the girls this season that is dumb as a rock, and I'm not trying to be sexist or anything. Because like Stephanie, she's like she's dumb as a rock. <laughs> so you know, I was like, that is true. I'm I'm observing the same thing here. So um, yeah, for me, like I could almost get into the stupidity of it all, but I'm I'm very drama averse, so I don't like mm-hmm. watching people fight or argue. That's just yeah ultimate it makes me so uncomfortable so that's so we're the exact opposite that's what we live for in these shows like when they when they clash and they like cat fight and when they like yell and argue it's just like it's it's must see tv it's so captivating for us so, no judgment yeah, i little clap my hands you know i love it um and the same thing for uh, Naked and Afraid is more of a skill. It says it's XL. Show. Is this all a bunch of super fatties? <laughs> no, no. It's just, it, it, it's just more of, people out there. Instead uh, of, well, more people. It, it's either. I was more hoping people, it was going to be a bunch of human group. weebles just like slopping around. <laughs> well, so I don't know if that like, would make for as compelling television. For me, so it would. The interesting part about this challenge is that XL is is more people as a group, but it's also longer than their standard twenty one day challenge. Mm. So they have to stay yeah, out there you touched for forty on this days. Before. Okay. Yeah, and they are the this latest season six was they did sixty days in Louisiana swamps, ah, and they were no. like catching catching Gators. alligators, mm-hmm. and you know it, it it it's it's really interesting how they approach their challenge. I know, would be eventually... inclined to watch that. The survival mm-hmm. element is interesting to me. So. Yes. Yeah, that's what actually what. It, we we watched it for was the survival element, not so yeah. much the drama element. So, because they're they're never in any true danger because there's tons of producers and medics mm-hmm. around, and you know if they like if they cut themselves super bad, the medic will come over and clean the wound and stitch it up. You know you can't use anesthesia; that's part of the challenge. So they stitch it up raw, <laughs> you know, and then put a bandage on it. Um, but then, like this one, um, this one girl, it, she's been on like five or six challenges, and in like three days she stepped on a coal burned her foot so bad that she was like i I don't want to be here anymore and she just left you know and it's like one of those things where you always have the choice to just leave to tap out and leave but they they want to prove to themselves that they can survive Mm -hmm. for x number of days and so that's what's what's interesting about it to us yeah that's the kind of a drama i can get behind more so so yeah it's like sometimes when they're in like the because the 21 day ones for the regular seasons are two people usually a man and a woman and sometimes they'll do like two men or two women mm-hmm. and then the uh some like conflicts arise some like this one time this lady got so mad that she was like i don't want to be here anymore i can't stand you and just left <laughs> you know nothing physically wrong or whatever just like the mental and so the 
part about the challenge they always talk about is the mental game. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you if the survival challenge mentally breaks you and you get like depressed and you can't like, you know, tough it out, then you have always have an option to leave. So, but yeah, we finished season six. That was super entertaining because that was the first like total sixty day challenge mm-hmm. for all of the. They called it the Legend Challenge because and you said you everyone have that was working on seven and eight simultaneously. Like, is it so? Are you just that far behind, or these things well, get no, cranked because, out? Yeah, because of COVID, they kind of like shot some challenges in like succession. I think hmm. so. Like season six aired. I believe last year season seven was earlier this year and season eight is right now. Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they're like catching up, making up for lost time. Um, Cause yeah, the, it was during season 10 of the regular season. One of the guys was out there on like day 10 and it was right at the start of the pandemic in 2020. And they're like, yeah, we got to shut this hole down because of COVID. We got to fly it back or else you're going to get stuck here. So, oh, I can't remember what country I can't remember what country he was in, but he was like, "Oh man!" <laughs> so he was like, "This sucks just to not be able to complete my challenge because of the pandemic." <laughs> but um, all right, so you know, we already talked on Disco Elysium. Um, my comments on it though are, are it's super weird and interesting. Like it, it is a weird game, but I'm interested by it. Like mm-hmm. I, I want to keep playing it. Um, but it, and it, you would agree, Matt, it's a point-and-click adventure game? Like, you know, Effectively, a... yeah. I don't know if combat comes into play in a meaningful sense yeah. because when you pick the character archetypes, there is like a more brutish, just like pure physical one. But I don't know if that's just more physical intimidation without actually, you know, you can look intimidating without physically yeah. harming somebody. Right. And I haven't even gotten that far into looking at any kind of skill-ups or how you like, you know... Mm-hmm. progress your character with some of the stats that you started with so one thing honestly that kind of bummed me out is i kind of jacked up my intellect or inflated it to the extent that i could based on you know the yeah and i was still failing like all the early checks and i felt like i was feeling like they were way too high and i don't know why it was that way so i would probably had five mm-hmm. or six what i would consider critical um story yeah. checks and they just like failed by an astronomical degree even the fact that i had what i thought was a pretty good stat loadout for it so that was actually frustrating it seemed i don't know if i can think of a single difficult check that i passed there was easy and mediums it it lets you know and you don't necessarily know in the dialogue tree you don't know you're passing or being checked until it happens so you can't yeah, it, it makes it tricky. Um, <clears throat> that that being said, though, I think it's it's weird but interesting. Yeah. So is there I agree. saves I, I... coming in any way? Is you know, there what saves coming? Like, could you save before dialogue options and then reload? Probably. Yes, I think I think you could because mm-hmm. you could save at any point. Yeah. So I think you could do some saves coming if you. I hadn't even thought about that, but I don't know if you can exit a dialogue tree once you're engaged in it mm-hmm. so like once you get to that critical check like you'd have to save before going into the entire conversation right mm. okay. so, which that might not be a bad thing to do to kind of like maybe experiment and see what kind of different outcomes you know the, the roles could be you know what um, I know I hate to interrupt you but I was wanting to talk yeah, 
we all talked about it kind of already, but since it's relatively fresh and I wanted to see like if retroactively uh, Thor Love and Thunder, I was wondering what you guys were thinking about it now that like you've had like, what is it, a couple weeks now to kind of simmer yeah. on it? Like a month. We saw it on the 8th or whatever. Wow. Time. That's yeah. no meaning. Um, <laughs> I wanted to start like you, you Ryan, like when I mentioned that movie, what's the first thing that comes to you now? Like, what's your impression of it now, a few weeks removed? And where does it fit for you overall in, you know, the order, the hierarchy of your preference, your favorite movies in the MCU? Well, it's it's definitely not my favorite. Um, it's not even my favorite Thor movie. I think Ragnarok still holds mm-hmm. that handle. Um, it was entertaining. Um, and I... I'm trying to think what impact it had on the overall arcing story of the MCU. All right, let's put a let's pause you and go to Mark. And yeah. what's your impression? Similar? I don't think my my impression has changed. I don't I don't think it's my favorite Thor movie. I I agree with Ryan. Ragnarok mm-hmm. I think was still the the better Thor movie. Um, but I mean it's it's not my even it's not in my top. MCU movies, but I still thought it was entertaining and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, which I don't think I changed. I don't think I've changed my my opinion hasn't changed. I think it. for the, me personally, it's in the top half. It's not top half of the movies, but I mean, half. I'm with Ryan. I don't know where how it fits in the current phase that we're in, in the MCU, other than just like giving us a where's Thor now and um for me i agree with that you know it doesn't seem like there's an overarching tie to wherever Mm -hmm. they're going and like secondarily like it i've cooled on it appreciably since like i enjoyed it in the moment but it's one of those things it's damning for me to like reflect on it and a have no real desire to watch it again anytime soon it's not never but it's just like there's nothing right. I want to go back to it for because as much as like there was elements that were over the top that I enjoyed the goats <laughs> that worked for me. That's either yeah, it worked for you or it's not Stormbreaker being jealous. Yeah. You know, I will be honest with you. That one started rubbing me the wrong way about. Really? Yeah. Like once they repeated it a few times, which um, one Stormbreaker being kind of like sentient. Oh yeah. You know, being jealous, jealous of yeah. Mjolnir. Um, didn't work great for me. I think it's so far removed from what the comics have ever introduced, like a personality to them. It's like comedic and funny on its own, but it also like kind of broke the movie for me in certain points. Well, is, has, has he ever not had Molnir and had like Stormbreaker in the comics? Yeah. And, um, oh, well, Stormbreaker okay. actually belongs to uh beta Ray bill. Who's a, a Thor, like a okay. Thor clone. Um, and that's probably what's going to happen. He's probably going to be introduced in the next Thor film. Um, the, the point being is it, it, that didn't work for me specifically. I'm not going to like focus on it. But it's kind of endemic of the whole movie in that it's like I would laugh at things. But now when I think about it, I was like, maybe it was too goofy. Like maybe it just like undermined any sense of gravitas. And it's a Thor movie. Like when I say gravitas, that sounds like, what am I expecting from this? Like literally not (laughs) Shakespeare or anything high drama, but it's just, I don't know where it's going to live for me. I felt like they leaned too much into the goofiness and 
Ragnarok balanced it better. And I also think it suffered by not having Loki in it at all. all right. Um, I guess the last thing for me, uh, the reason I'm not playing so much Disco Elysium <laughs> is um, I got a Steam Deck and I'm loading it up with uh, old, the old games. Steam Deck. Um, Steve Deck. And yeah. <laughs> but um, I got, and I got Mark into this too. Uh, Rogue Legacy 2 is just like sucking up all my time. And like, it's one of those games, like back when we were like all doing Elden Ring, like I just, I'm at work. I can't stop thinking about it. I want to go home and play it. You know, I'm in bed. I want to play it. So I get my Steam Deck and then I play it. <laughs> so. I bounced yeah, off the first great... one pretty hard. So I, I think I need to give this one a chance. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. This would that, this game would make for a great Steam Deck game. Oh, it's it's fantastic. We... I've like every night I usually do like one or two runs before falling asleep. Oh, man. I need to get myself one so badly. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you're on the like quarter three uh, reserve list, aren't you? Yeah. Who knows when I'll get it? Quarter three. Yeah. They've been pretty reliable with that estimate, to be honest. Yeah. Well, and they've been like you know ramping up production and stuff. Yeah, so I did hear it that. Might be ahead so. of schedule. Are you down for the uh, top end model, the one with like the horse? Okay, <laughs> simmer down, chief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I found a, a one terabyte uh, micro SD. Um, on Amazon for I was like 120 bucks and so mm -hmm. oh my gosh so worth it because now it's a 1.5 terabyte you know portable <laughs> gaming device yeah how is the um, how is the read write from like those uh, <laughs> micro SD cards is it well is so it, is it on par with I, I, I can't imagine it being on par or equal to the NVMEs so I don't fast. like the the Steam games so far have all installed on the internal NVMe. Okay. Um, so like if I ever run out of space or need to, you know, expand, I'll probably install it to the. It's it's uh, mounted as a primary. It's right. a, so okay. it would probably come up as a primary drive install. Is it a fa um, is it fast? I guess is the bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like it loads up any game just fine. So. Um, I, I started testing a few and then like I was like well let me try Rogue Legacy and then I just haven't stopped playing it so like, I haven't really played any other games on it it's only um, on PC currently right yes yes okay. maybe PlayStation 5 because like Rogue Legacy was on PlayStation wasn't it not eventually but Ooh, I don't know because I, I think know. it's still early access right or can even though it's like effectively fully Is released it? I don't know I thought it was full release Ooh. if it's early access it's a really well polished early access game. <laughs> yeah. uh, the full version of the game has been released on April twenty eighth, uh, two thousand twenty two, for Xbox One and Xbox Series X. Oh, so it is on. You can get it on yeah. consoles. Well, it's console just not on Game Pass. Okay, <laughs> it's not on Game Pass, and it also doesn't look like it's on PlayStation. Oh, yeah, wow. it's just Windows, Xbox One, and Series X. Oh wow interesting yeah one thing i found is like i've been trying i was trying to play disco elysium on the switch and the load times are just fucking horrendous i can't oh with the, really with the ps5 uh, i've been so spoiled on the load times that's like the single biggest like improvement for my overall video game experience that i've experienced you know I, load times. I can't go back i feel yeah. like so 
And I think I, the Steam Deck will probably, because it is like, it really is a uh, machine of the future. And <laughs> I think it will, well, it's going to, it's going to prompt like Nintendo and other um, manufacturers when they do their portable device to like, this is the new standard now. So yeah, if like I Nintendo so, like... were to re- were to release something, their next like Switch Two or whatever, and it's you know something less than this, like just get a Steam Deck and then emulate Switch games. The thing that Nintendo has going for itself is that it's Nintendo. Yeah, it's people exclusive. are going to buy it regardless. Yeah, that's true. So, but um, when I copied all the the games over, I I basically. Um, did a network share on my computer and then on the steam deck i just did an smb uh client share to it, it's a path to it so i could get um access to my computer and then i just like i had two folders and i just copied to the folder on the 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 micro sd card <laughs> so and it went really quick over my network have you know. tried any games with ray tracing on that? Does it have ray tracing capabilities? You know, I don't know. Hmm. Let me look that up. I was curious about that. Um, like games like Doom, like the latest, you know, Doom 2016 version or the Doom Eternal. Um, I don't have any of those games, but... <laughs> um... So this one article says, given the low power nature of the AMD graphics card inside the Steam Deck, ray tracing might seem impossible. Uh, however, the Mad Lads at Digital Foundry demonstrated the ray tracing on Steam Deck is indeed possible as long as you're running Windows. So it looks like you <laughs> like I don't know. Uh, blow away the I think this Steam makes OS sense because it has to be DirectX 12 to use ray tracing. Yeah, and this so... is an example of like there is a role that it has that it fulfills and you're not power gaming on the thing the portability right. is first yeah. and foremost true yeah true. although they're coming no, out it, with a dock to make it into its own personal pc so uh, uh, yeah I, at I that mean, point i'm not I really even, seeing i loaded up one of my favorite games as a kid uh from the commodore 64 called gateway to apshai I was able to mess around with that for a little bit. (laughs) I never had... I didn't even know what a... How did that run, Ryan? Did that run really smooth? (laughs) It's flawless. 120 frames. (laughs) Gateway to Abshai. Gateway to Abshai? I've gotten there, man. Like A-P-S-H-I, I I think. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, we... So it it was a cart because you'd have a cartridge on the back of the Commodore 64 keyboard. And, um, yeah, like, we, I played it, my mom played it, my dad played it, like, we all played it. <laughs> Almost kind of, it's reminiscent of, like, Atari's Adventure. Okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's a room adventure, it's a room adventure game where, like, you go to the next room and there it's might a be a monster, crawler. there might be a, yeah, exactly. Okay. My yeah. first dungeon crawler was when I was, like, six or seven years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks good for the era. But yeah, it's super fun. It's definitely hard though. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have a lot of uh, maneuverability with the character. You know, you don't have to say it. <laughs> hard to dodge things. <laughs> all right. So, but, um, what else you got? Yeah, that's that's all. That's it for me. I'm gonna continue to play Steam Deck in bed. 
<laughs> How <In> sensual. <laughs> All right, well, I guess we're out of time. Sorry, Mark, later. Oh, yep. okay. All right. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> Nope. Um, all right. So back on the MMO wagon, huh? Well, I've been playing a lot of games, actually. I know. That's true. Um, true. That is very true. Right? <laughs> uh, you know me too well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been playing a lot of games. So this is actually like a streamed down version of everything I've been playing. So okay. I've been just like trying a bunch of different stuff, especially on my trip. I tried some um, um, Yakuza games. Mm-hmm. on uh, Game Pass. Um, I actually want to keep trying those because I actually found... Uh, I started with Yakuza 0. I that's was the one to start with. Order. That's yeah. exactly the best one. Okay. That, that's the one I started, and that was the one... Like I was having some... Uh, like The Wi-Fi at the, at, in, in Hilton Head wasn't all that great, so I wasn't able to like play for very long, but I... All the Yakuza are on Game Pass, I, bun- right? I, I, I sobered up some uh, drunken by punching them with my fist. <laughs> yeah. So th- I was like, this is sweet. <laughs> I love the That's vibe the of the game. That's the way to do it. Um, it's extremely campy, and yeah. there's tons of minigames. Like, it's a brawler at heart, so you're just right. beating the shit out of, like, waves of dudes. But it's... <clears throat> in between that, you can go, like, make sushi or play karaoke right. or go to a Sega arcade and play, like... Oh, man, the karaoke killed me. That, yeah. You pick, you have two songs to choose from, and then, like, it, it instantly kicks off, and you're like... It's intense. I'm like, and it's, I like, can't. Japanese songs that you never heard of, right. so you don't even know what the exactly. melody is. Um, but the tone of it's really fun to be honest yeah no I, I i like the campiness of it that's i think what really appealed to me right off the bat mm-hmm. um i also tried um oh gosh when the dust falls or something like that mm-hmm. it's one of these like um it's almost like a telltale game um when the darkness comes mm-hmm. settles it's on game pass Oh, okay, something, so that's not this. It's something dust or, oh God, why can't I remember this? Hold on, looking it up. Quality, quality podcast right here. <laughs> yes, audio formats are so entertaining with people just <laughs> fumbling for a Google search. Wow, there are a lot of dust games. As out there. the dusk falls, so did, is that As... what you said, Ryan? <laughs> I thought you said dust. I did like say dust. Okay. <laughs> So it's I as was, dusk had falls. A totally wrong Google search going. <laughs> I started that. Um, I might. I mean, the story seemed pretty interesting uh, going off, but it's got a really unique and weird art style, and it's almost like a. Um, it's almost like the old Mist game. Watch the trailer for this, and I forgot about it because yeah, I was like, this seems super weird and interesting. Yeah, you know what? the story. The art style reminds me of uh, <clears throat> what was that Robert Downey Jr. Keanu Reeves movie where they had yes, like the, the cell the shading, Scanner Darkly. Yeah, it's, it looks yeah. reminiscent. Yeah, of that. because it, clearly they have the actors and they just painted over mm-hmm. to make it yeah. look like it's paint, like a filter almost. Yeah. Holy shit! What? Live. Oh my god, they scared the piss out of me. <laughs> they started banging on my window. <laughs> anyway. Damn kids. <laughs> I was scared. God. I was like about fell I thought out she of was injured chair. or something. Yeah, I thought like water was falling on you or something. <laughs> anyway, 
Um, yeah, as the dusk falls, um, I need to revisit it. I didn't play very much of it. Again, Wi-Fi wasn't all that great, so I, was, I wasn't able to get too far, but it, I was already intrigued by the story at that point. Um, anyway, um, so yeah, I've been playing a lot. I went back to ESO. I want after Ryan and I talked about World of Warcraft and how he jumped off World of Warcraft. I kind of was like, you know, he's got a point. <laughs> um, it didn't. It didn't. I haven't canceled my subscription. I am still kind of jumping back to it periodically, just leveling alt characters because mm -hmm. again, the leveling process for me is yeah. my favorite part of that. I agree. Um, but I went back to play ESO because I really, really like the stories that the quests and stuff do. So I went back. Um, I started a a sorceress, and um, I've been I found a flow chart uh, on Reddit of like if you want to play the game in the order that it came at, released, here's the here's the flow chart, mm -hmm. and here's what you do. So I've been following that and just start uh, following the main story and like each zone has its own story or I'm sorry, your um, alliance has its own story and progression on mm -hmm. top of the main story. So I've been going through that uh, and it's been a lot of fun. Um, every time I'm sitting there, I'm envisioning like, man, these would make really good D&D &D stories, like D&D &D campaigns. Hmm. Um, anyway. That, that, and it's just been an exciting it's been exciting for me even though the uh, combat's not my favorite thing mm -hmm. the stories is what really has been um enticing me um rogue legacy 2 obviously i can't get enough of that game that game ran really well on my surface so i was able to play that a lot <laughs> on um on my trip and yeah that game is great um and it, i just kept sitting thinking man I had a Steam Deck. <laughs> this game, I would never stop playing this. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, if I could take it to work and not get fired, I would totally do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so then I went kind of down a rabbit hole. I uh, jumped back into a game that I, I started briefly and never figured out or never really clicked with me, but I always wanted to like it because it feels like it's a game that I should like. Mm -hmm. And it turns out I do like it now in this version of it. So No Man's Sky, I know it came out in 2016, but they've been really updating it. Well, that's been the greatest really so, story ESO, of the ESO came out in 2014. Yeah. And... <clears throat> I've, like I said, I've bounced off. I've always jumped in, started a game, but then like the inventory always throws me, and I never really know what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, <laughs> I, I felt but, the same way. There's something about the the like the systems just seem really confusing, you know. And well, that's what I've tried it I'm, twice, and I've failed both times because of the same problem. Well, I'm here to say, in 2022, is a good time to to jump into it because. I kind of look back at some of the stuff that they did. They have, I mean, the inventory system still looks the same. However, they've made some adjustments to it that kind of make. Oh no! Man, <laughs> poor guy. <clears throat> we Man, lost Mark again. <sighs> I wonder if he's still talking. <laughs> 
I got a screen cap of his face uh, forever. <laughs> That's a good one too. <clears throat> if we did custom images for shows, this would be it. I know. <laughs> I just shared it in our Google chat. <laughs> okay. Did he, did he say where he was playing No Man's Sky on? Was he playing on Xbox? I don't remember him saying specifically. <laughs> I'm just looking. It's yeah, right here in front ask. of me, but I'm still looking at this picture. <laughs> well but it doesn't say he doesn't say where he's playing it it's on everything like if he's playing though, it on, so well right but is he choose, did he choose to play it on pc or uh xbox so we'll have to wait and see i wonder if how much it is on xbox where's my steam or how much it is on steam i can't speak <laughs> no mansky no mansky um search oh man it's still full price yeah it goes on sale all the time it's another one of those so yeah Just i'm gonna add it to my wish list because it does say vr supported that would be interesting to roll up there in vr <clears throat> ultimately a problem with it is it's just one of those kind of like creative builder games that don't really stick yeah. with me there's not enough of i think there is a narrative that they've introduced but mark Hey, hey, buddy. Hello? Better, better. <laughs> if we yeah, can you're hear back. you, it's better. Yes. <laughs> last thing you heard. Um, you were talking about No Man's Sky. It's the best place it's been. Oh. Um, where, where are you playing at, by the way? I'm I'm playing on the Xbox Series X. Okay. So you had bought um, it previously? No, no. It's, I it's, been it's on Game, oh, Pass, on Game forever. Pass forever. Mm. So, uh, but I have bought uh, I bought it back in 2016 on Steam when it originally came out mm -hmm. but it's on game pass for free on the the xbox which is the way i'm playing it um lucky man it's like 60 bucks i just checked on steam right now um i i will say that the inventory is still kind of the same but they've made some modifications to it some quality of life improvements to it um there's a lot of quality of life improvements to the game uh especially with like the questing and everything like there's now like they've incorporated what you're supposed to be doing into the story of the game so as you're going through the story you're also learning all the systems and how they work mm -hmm. that's better yeah yes um i'm i'm really really enjoying it it's actually scratching that uh itch that um i, will, I wait for uh, starfield to come out hmm. um i'm surprised so but I I've gotten to the the I've it's a survival far... building game though, isn't it? I thought you weren't a big fan of those. It, I don't know if it's because it's space, <laughs> <laughs> um, and every single every single planet you come across is proge procedurally generated, mm -hmm. um, and all the weird shit about it is procedurally generated. <laughs> I don't know. It feels yes, I know at at its core it's survival, but it feels more like. Um, an RPG with some survival elements tied to it. And the survival elements um, used to be a pain in the ass because like you, but I feel like they've made even improvements in that and it's 
uh, easier to um, keep your your um, all your different uh, hazard protections and shields and all that recharged mm-hmm. very quickly and easily. Um, and it tells you what you need. And there's multiple different things to recharge it with. So it's not just one resource. You could have like another set of resources that might work with it. Right. So I feel like if you at all are interested and you like space and space traveling and just exploring the universe, it's a great game. Right. And I'm really enjoying it right now. Hmm. Um, I'm very surprised. Yeah, it's in a really, really good state right now. There's a lot that I haven't even touched with it. Like, you can get freighters now. You can get squads, hmm. squadrons. Like, you could have, like, your uh, a, a freighter that is also, like, a flying base that you can create and also store up to, like, I forget how many different ships you can have stored in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, like... And then there's like expeditions that you can go on with by yourself or with people. Um, there's a ton of crap that you can do, and there's still like a lot of exploration and solo stuff that you can do. Like, honestly, most of the time you never run into anybody, but now there's like a thing called the anomaly, mm-hmm. which you can summon, and it's like a big giant orb spaceship that when you fly into it, it's like a hub where other people are also can warp to okay i know it's really cool it's uh the way they do things is really cool the story has been very interesting um yeah i'm gonna keep up with it i i I don't know if you saw matt but i streamed a few of it the other day while i was homesick i did not see Um, that i don't know so i I mean if you had all curious you could jump into the vods i think are probably still on on uh twitch if you want to my twitch account if you just find yourself curious and want to see what i was up to Maybe. Um, I didn't love it when I played it like about a year and a half ago, but is it are you on your Steam Deck? See that? <laughs> oh damn, dude! Did you just install that? No, it's uh, basically the cloud gaming on. Oh. you could you could set it up so you could do Xbox cloud gaming. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well. I, I would give it another shot, start a whole new character. I watched some, um, like, beginner, uh, 2020 beginner No Man's Sky videos, and there's a lot of, that helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, they give you a lot of tips and suggestions on how to, like, you know, how to mine and what to mine and what to, how to build, you know, bases. Like, I figured out, I've got a couple different bases that I've set teleporters to that I can teleport back to. Right. The cool thing is... Uh, you can also teleport to star sta- uh, uh, to space stations that way. Oh, cool. See that? The Sniper Elite 5 there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's cloud-based? Yep. Nice. So, yeah, I'm really liking it. It seems like, like I said, they've really streamlined a lot of things and a lot of, added a lot of quality of life things that weren't there before. Uh, I think it's now started to click, like, Okay, so this is why people really liking this game right now. Hmm. So, well, it looks like uh, Ryan's gonna give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's uh, I was interested before um, this conversation, and this just kind of like pulled me all in to give it a real shot. So, yeah, I would definitely check out some 2022 beginner No Man's Sky videos. Like, if you find yourself having some free time. I would check mm-hmm. those out because those were really those were really helpful for me to get into because 
a lot like i said a lot of the tips um helped me get through that like oh my god i'm so overwhelmed what am mm -hmm. i supposed to be doing feeling and once i was able to get past that the game just clicked and i'm having fun with it um and i i'm enjoying exploring different planets and seeing all the weird shit <laughs> that can come from this game like i found a planet that had all these like floating weird floating like um i don't know what they, they kind of looked like stone banners they were just floating everywhere i had no idea what the hell that was and all the creatures were like these energy gem based creatures just floating around okay um um uh, apparently now you can even like make a food for them and tame them and eventually be able to ride mounts uh so wow. you can ride anything in this game so like i could have like tamed one of those gem orb things and put it and, and eventually mounted it <laughs> that'd be super fun um so i don't know it's really it's there's a lot that they've done in the game that i think um has made it a lot more fun okay. and half the fun is the exploration of it just being able to find weird shit on planets and weird creatures you could scan so, everything for money the um, last time i played i like i mined like a super deep hole i don't remember if i could get out of it or i had to do something like i just got stuck or something yeah that you can go crazy with the terrain modifier uh which is how you mine like ore and stuff like that like copper and stuff like that because you can't use your your regular mining laser for that you have to get the terrain manipulator um and you can there are actually buried treasures now that you can find with that. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff, huh. um, a lot of neat stuff. Um, yeah, I've been so hearing I, good things, so this just confirms it. Yeah, you definitely should try it out. And like I said, watch some videos because that will really help get past the the overwhelming uh, feeling that was preventing me from getting into it before. Huh. Uh, let's see. I, I played a little bit of Stray. Um, I'm really liking it. Um, I need to play some more of it. Um, I'm still playing Control. Um, I just got the levitating um, ability from the nice. TV. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm really, I'm still really liking that game. The that story is really cool. Yeah, I'm really. They really the aesthetic, need like, like, yeah, the whole thing about it. Like, I know there was some uh, issues where, like, when they they released the remaster and like or like you could buy the old game and get the remaster for free but not everybody would do that there was some weird controversy about yeah. that i don't know if you remember that but i mean hopefully that developer i don't know which developer it is but working on a second one yeah it's really good they need to make a movie or a tv series based on it <laughs> um i agree uh what else have i been playing um be it really um oh oh i guess i could touch on this a little bit um back to elden ring mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so my brother-in-law i don't know if you uh has been streaming mm -hmm. uh elden ring and the pc version has a mod that somebody created that uh is a co-op uh version of elden ring so it's a mod that has its own executable um, for the game. So it's completely separate from your regular single-player version of it. Mm -hmm. 
And what this does is it allows you to have up to four people co-oping at the same time Ooh. through Elden Ring. And they do a lot of stuff. Sounds amazing, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> they do some really amazing stuff because, um, like, we were trying to figure it out. It's still a little janky and wonky because it's kind of technically still in beta. Mm -hmm. But we were trying it out on his stream, and it's pretty... <laughs> It's pretty fun to gang up on, like we really, those nights at that first little village mm -hmm. where you have, get the map fragment. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we basically slaughtered and murdered them all, like all, <laughs> just swarming them. Um, <laughs> it is really cool. The thing is when somebody, like when one of you dies, uh, you can come back, spawn back in even though, now nothing has uh, reset because there's still other two other or three other people out there mm -hmm. running around. But when you, that happens, you get a little bit of a, you get a uh, rot sickness. Hmm. So you do a little less damage and your health will go down a little bit. Not, I'm sorry. So the only way to wipe health. that is for the entire group to die then? Either the entire group die or the entire group sits at a okay. um, rest, a rest side of grace. Yep. Hmm. <clears throat> so that's pretty interesting, uh, but you could drop and trade items, so everybody gets their own personal loot. Um, so, wow. yeah, it's pretty it's neat. The ideal version. Hmm. Yeah, and it's really cool. The bosses are tougher because, like, they've already the game already has built in like scaling. So when you have like you call somebody into a boss. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it the, the 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 health scale. So if you have four people running around, the bosses still scale as if there's four people there. So mm -hmm. they're still tough as shit. Wow. <laughs> um, but the regular creatures don't scale, so you can just slaughter the living shit out of them. <laughs> or, <laughs> and it's really cool. It's really fun. Um, it was a really Every unique way. We we started uh, started as all wretches, so we all came out naked. And we're running around, um, awesome. hitting, be, beating people with clubs until we. And then, like periodically, you'd see some like somebody. Oh, hey, I got gloves. Now he's not naked except for his wrists now have gloves or something like that. So, yeah, um, I would be super in interested in that to be honest. Yeah, it, it's really cool. It unfortunately it's PC only because yeah, it's a mod. Of course. So, yeah, that's the downside of it. But um, yeah, you could check out his stream on YouTube. Um, and watch some of that hijinks. Um, How easy fun. was the mod to install? Like, what you have to do? Is oh, it's super easy. It? Yeah, it was super yeah. easy. So, right. it didn't. Um, let's see. Do I have anything else? I think that's about it for me. I think that's plenty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Been yeah. We covered it all. We covered it all tonight. Um. Oh, um, I was going to say only murders in the building. Great. Mm -hmm. Watch it. Um, what we do in the shadows, we just started season four. <laughs> that show continues to be phenomenal. I imagine that's not for you, Ryan. Have you tried it? I mean, I didn't really care for the movie, but um, like Mark and Sarah were describing it to Stephanie a while back and she seemed interested by it. So I would give it another shot, you know, and maybe it's, funnier like if you didn't like the movie that's fine but if you but the show the show is different from the movie except for the fact mm. that it's a mockumentary following a bunch of vampires living in a house together yeah 
it's got kind of that dry British humor that he doesn't like. <laughs> I don't. But it's but it's it's, it's not as dry. Like, it's not like as dry it as stuff like it's, Doctor it's, Who or stuff like mm. that. It's it's more it's Taika Waititi kind of humor, mm-hmm. which I'm surprised that he you know he likes Thor Ragnarok, and I would put the humor. You know, the funny thing in, about that is that I didn't realize until reading about it more. He didn't write that. He only directed it. Directed what? Ragnarok. That. The difference being, he wrote or co-wrote Love and Thunder. So, <clears throat> I think that informs a little bit of it. It's probably one of those things like there's there can be too much of a good thing with him, maybe. So, well, have either like, of you seen Jojo Rabbit? No, no. <laughs> um, it definitely looked interesting. As a kid who has an imaginary best friend that is Adolf Hitler, that's <laughs> <laughs> played by uh, and it's from that era. It's from the you know the nazi era it's yeah it seemed like a difficult needle to thread but i heard they pulled it off yeah he he pulled that off pretty good um no it's just i don't know this this the you have you you've seen it matt right Mm -hmm. the show it's definitely up my alley jennifer was mildly annoyed by it at at parts because i don't think i don't know it's not entirely for her but i like it um plus i love matt berry i love him in anything (laughs) yes matt berry is Mm -hmm hilarious his voice there's a uh, my favorite character is uh is well it's it's a doll version of the uh of the female vampire i don't think i know about that oh okay (laughs) (laughs) ryan's checked out Uh, um (laughs) also they've done something really cool and crazy with uh uh colin colin uh, oh yeah the emotional vampire yeah he had a nice, cool, there was like a really cool arc with him mm-hmm. and Matt Berry in season three that carries over into season four. Okay. It's great, man. I, I, I think of all the stuff. They're quick watches because the... they're only a half hour mm-hmm. episodes. I'm definitely inclined to, to catch up on that. So. Uh, and that's a Did series. You know that I... Matt Berry was a voice in of one of the droids in the Book of Boba Fett. Yep. That yep. I did not know. He, he was the protocol droid for um how did i notice for that? boba fett huh. because he was using he w- it wasn't his matt very voice though okay he was toning it down a bit for that father yeah <laughs> he, look he, up... he wasn't using that <laughs> which is what he up, uses uh... in uh what we i have no shadow. idea who this guy is he's so a, he's from the up. it uh, crowd primarily like that's where i discovered him man. oh he's hilarious i don't think there's anything you might be able to appreciate him, but I don't think you'd appreciate most things he's in. Let's put it that way. It's just not Nandor. See, Nandor is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, he his that actor that plays Nandor yeah. is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He did like an, an entire uh, like part of an episode last season where he was uh, doing the voices of the other actors in the show, and it was perfect. It was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> He, oh man, that show! I can't, I can't, I can't say enough about it. It's I could watch that show like Futurama, which I've gone back and started rewatching again. It's coming back, isn't it? Yep, yep. That show. I never saw how show, that ended, so I could be good. Yeah, I'm, I'm up for a rewatch of that. I trailed Hulu, off on all of them. I trailed off on how it ended when it came back. Well. What did it? It came out on TBS or something or Comedy Central? Comedy Central. Yeah, it was originally on. Is Fox that even and got canceled? Channel anymore? No, it still exists. Uh, saw Comedy it in Central the hotel last week. 
<laughs> we were watching ba- uh, Dodgeball on Comedy Central last nice. week. <laughs> um, oh, a couple a couple movies. Uh, so we introduced uh, Olivia to Men in Black yesterday. Nice. Uh, last night. How'd she feel about she it? She loved it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, she loved it. Um, I mean, absolute classic. Absolute classic. And I realized I don't remember seeing two or three. Two is not. So, they're they're not nearly as good. I know. Diminishing that's what returns. I hear. Some people but I think, think we're going to watch them all again for her. One thing that's great about three though is Josh Brolin as Agent K, like as a younger Tommy Lee Jones. It works mm. really well. So. Yeah, I heard the the second movie had issues during production, which is mm-hmm. why it suffered more than the others. It's two. a case of like too many callbacks, not enough original ideas. Right. So right. it's just stale. Yeah. Um, the yeah, other movie. I, enjoy, I remember enjoying three, like more than two. Okay. I know I haven't seen three. Two, I think I have seen. I just don't remember much of it. Oh, you haven't seen. Three. I have not. Which is okay. interesting. In three, the villain is Jermaine Clement from Flight of yep. the Concords. Yep. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Really? Yep. yep. Yeah. But he plays yeah, it completely down, straight man. as a bad guy. Like, he's not really that humorous. He's just oh, okay. threat- menacing. Man, it just I mean, he's crazy to though. me. Like he plays the part well. I agree. He's like a an expanded Edgar, you know, like the uh, creepiness okay. factor. Well, see, ben, uh, uh, D'Onofrio as Edgar, man, what the stuff he had to do to be Edgar yeah. was hilarious. I could only imagine. I can't. I can't imagine. <clears throat> I one hundred percent believed it was something in a man suit. Yeah, the way he acted. yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know how the the other actors that acted next to him kept could keep a straight face. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite roles of his. Yeah, it's iconic. Yeah, yeah it's so iconic. Um, the other movie we watched, we watched the second Conjuring with okay. Olivia. Mm-hmm. She saw the first one. I, I like really liked. Oh, have you seen them all? Mm-hmm. See, I, I think, hadn't seen. I think we've I've seen only both, seen the first both one. Of them. There's uh, two. The right? second one. No, there's three. Yeah. Oh. The third one came out like last year, I think, or twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. But uh, the second one we liked more than the first. Um, I agree. I was I was really impressed with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so that I'm now I want to watch the third one. I, for me, I, I don't know why I had it in my head that these movies like suck. <laughs> but um, you're wrong. No, the whole thing with the nun was creepy as shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, which kind of makes me want to watch the nun. Because I yeah. guess apparently it's all part of the same universe. I heard that that mm. one's a little less satisfying, but you should let me know. There's yeah. a Conjuring universe? There is. Yes, there's a Conjuring universe like the MCU. <laughs> I don't think it's quite the same scale, you freak. Not on the same scale, <laughs> but they, uh, they they call it a Conjuring verse or whatever. And it inclo- incorporates uh, Annabelle, um, The Nun, um, all the Conjuring movies. Mm-hmm. The Nun in 2018... And there's an order oh, it's going, that you can watch it's these. Going backwards. What? When did this article get written? But um, well, anyway, the third one I, I definitely want to see now because mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. What else? I know there was a couple other things. Well, that's it. Oh, that's why this is confusing. This article is, um, I guess, the movies are not in chronological order. No. And so, like, the nun is the first in the timeline. Mm-hmm. Right, because it's an- like in the 1700s or 1800s. Yeah. Annabelle Creation is the second, but it came out in 2017 because Annabelle came out in 2014. Mm-hmm. But, like, Annabelle right. Creation is how that got started. 
Right. Then Conjuring, Annabelle comes home. Oh, that's creepy. Um, <laughs> the Curse of La Llorona. I don't think I know if I've heard of that. That's the that's the it sequel follows, to the Nun. That's the it follows the, the widowed social worker Anna Anna Garcia, which is Linda Cardellini. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Conjuring Two, Conjuring the Devil made me do it. That's the third and, one. And yeah, that's current, I guess, because then there's some dorts out there somewhere. Interesting. I had no idea it was this expansive. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because it follows that uh, ghost hunting trio. Um, uh, what are their names? Uh, the the husband and wife. Yeah, I can't um, remember yeah. their names, but <sighs> anyway. Um, oh, I could tell you. One second. <laughs> if only we had some resource. Um, some kind yeah. of internet movie database, perhaps. <laughs> Ed and Lorraine <laughs> Warren. That's it. What are the actors' names? Uh, Patrick Wilson and Patrick Vera Farm Farmiga. From her, I, never, I don't think I ever knew her name, but Patrick Wilson for sure. Yeah. No, the again, uh, really good and entertaining. I was surprised. I was going into it with low expectations and came out like that was solid, solid hmm. horror movie. Nice. Oh. Uh, since we're wrapping it up, one final thing. Did you hear that that Batwoman movie was uh, canceled? canceled? And yeah, that's I didn't know shit. anything about it. Keaton was going to be in it, and then Brendan yep. Fraser was going to be the villain. Yep. Like yep. that seems yeah. like a real missed opportunity there. Well, it's yeah. but it's like they they canned it after test audiences. So there is a movie that's been made. Yeah, and they just were like, no, we don't want to show. How anybody. could it be even too I, bad for streaming? I I find that I hard hear to it's because this whole merger with HBO and, and Discovery, uh, Discovery, the new CEO. Discovery's taking over. Well, it's, it's, it's Warner over. Brothers, Warner Brothers, and they're getting and rid of the HBO Max and going just yep. to full Discovery. And I'm hearing hearing now that a lot of the scripted content may be getting canceled from HBO. Wow. So like I mean, that's the article I just read earlier today. The guy the CEO or whatever said they were not going to do that. So, I mean, if he publicly, oh, okay. if he goes back on his public word, because a lot of people were saying, um, you know, like doom patrol is probably going to get canceled. Uh, Titans would get canceled. Um, it, it's all speculation. I mean, cause he came out in his, like the quarter earnings share or whatever they, the quarterly meeting they have mm-hmm. after the merger and said that they, were the reason they're going to Discovery Plus is because the tech behind the streaming service is so much better than the tech behind HBO Max streaming service, which sucks. Okay. Hmm. So what will probably happen is we'll probably get some like HBO Discovery Max, like some kind of blend of the two, and then they'll incorporate it all, and you'll have like your discovery hgtv all those tabs and then you'll have an hbo and the same they're going to merge them okay speaking of it's it's not not all doom and gloom as uh you know the internet it was just funny Um, because i hadn't really followed the movie at all so it was i was let down by the fact that it actually sounded interesting in this case yeah because it had michael keaton coming back as bruce but i guess he's going to be in the flash movie and I guess that was also that's got some of, issues, yeah, because of the actor. The <laughs> entire DC universe, other than uh, Gal Gadot and um, uh, Aquaman, have issues. <laughs> oh, and it was pretty good news. Uh, Affleck's back in Aquaman two or whatever. Did you see that? As Batman? Yes, as Batman. Hmm. They uh, 
Momoa put out like a Twitter post of like Ben Affleck. He was like hugging Ben Affleck in his trailer, and people are like, "What is this?" And then they officially announced it a couple hours later that he is signed on to appear as Batman in Aquaman wow. too. Which I I find surprising. Maybe the new regime change like is giving him kind some kind of deal like with creative freedom. I could see that. Hmm. Having never I've... seen Batman versus Superman, I hear he was a pretty good part of that movie. Like he was a solid. I like Batman. Ben Affleck's Batman. I think the darkness yeah. of Zack Snyder only worked for that character. <laughs> and you um, should watch the director's cut of Batman versus Superman. Okay. But uh, <clears throat> I think Cavill's out though. I think he's entirely. Is he? I out. heard I, there were rumors that he was considering coming back. The last thing I read, but, and I can't cite it off the top of my head, and it was like, "Will a day his ago. mustache come back?" <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I heard rumors something about like him sniffing around like Marvel to some extent. He's not signed on for anything currently to play mm-hmm. Superman. Well, he can be in anything, and I'll watch it. Well, he's a perfect superhero character, so. Yeah. <laughs> and he's uh, a very extremely likable. His giant, his giant freaking robot, a reputable site. I mean, it sounds like where I go for my Pulitzer Prize-winning news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, um, while Ryan's looking that up, have you? I have you guys watched the Harley Quinn animated thing on Harley and Ivy? Man? I've seen trailers of it. Not not. I've, I'm only aware. Oh my gosh, it. it is so good. What I heard it is I it's, it's the Deadpoolization of DC. Yeah, and I didn't realize that the voice was was uh, of Harley is uh, Kelly Cuoco from uh, Oh from Big Bang, uh, and but she does a phenomenal job. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. I would have never picked her for that. I never felt like she. And had they that have um, Alan Tudyk is uh, the Joker, and he does a really good job. <laughs> And then the, whoever they got cast to play Bane what? does does the uh, does the um, Tom Bane Hardy from version. The, the Tom Hardy version. And I it's... was born in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> I am the dark. <laughs> There's a whole thing where they're like at a like at a party, and <sighs> um, Joker steals his like his dinner, and he's just like, "But I was going to eat that." <laughs> just like in his Bane voice and everything. It's just. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious! Yeah, I don't like um, that vein, but I, that does sound funny. No, but they go, they lean very heavily comedically into that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm on board on for that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And then um, I don't know if any of you guys watched iZombie. No, uh, I didn't. Or I, I did um, a long time ago. I was inclined yeah. to watch it retroactively because the girl from uh, Ghosts was in it. Yeah. Well, the her friend that's like the morgue in the morgue. Mm-hmm. He he does the. It was also in that. Um, Midnight Mass. He's the I sheriff. Never get around to that. He does the voice of uh, of um, uh, Scarecrow okay. in that, and it's it's also hilarious. But they also bring in random weird ass DC villains. Like they had Kite Man in there, <laughs> yeah. and they were all joking about his like, "You just have a kite. What are you going to do with that?" <laughs> yeah, that, there was a big run where some writer brought him back in the comics, like 
a couple years ago and it would literally be a thing where something would be happening and kite man would bust through a window out of nowhere screaming kite man and he would like grab an object in the room and then scream kite man again and dive out another window and just kite away <laughs> and that was like the extent of it and everybody like oh fell in God. love with that because he was a nothing character he still is but just a humorous easter egg <laughs> oh man he keeps trying to hit on like ivy and hit on um on uh harley mm-hmm. and it's fucking hilarious <laughs> but um then they have uh the guy from um office space who's the roommate that's on the other side of the wall oh yeah him. Diedrich bader yeah he's the voice of batman and yeah he's been he that does... for a little while yeah and then uh the guy from law and order chris Mullaney, uh chris uh Mullaney, or yeah i know what you're talking about mm-hmm. he's uh, uh gordon okay and he oh, plays awesome. like a really drunk bazzed out version of gordon what <laughs> <It's> hilarious <laughs> so this is I, one of those shows that's like for kids series, but also like, is it totally for, no, like, like, kid. totally adult because they cuss and they oh. bring up a whole bunch of adult themes and it's a lot of blood and gore um it's 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 like the um so it's like gory like invincible yes hmm. yes hmm. and it's check this out and it's God, it's fucking hilarious, dude. How many seasons of it is there? Are there? I think there's the third epi- the third season just came out. But okay. they're again really short episodes. Like I'm already like five episodes into the first season and mm. already loving it. <laughs> All right. I can't recommend it enough. Ow. So. All right. Well, I guess that's it. We've done enough. I'm sick of this. We've done a lot <laughs> it's a it's a good service yeah so if anybody wants to reach out to us for the first time ever <laughs> mostly wrong show at gmail.com <laughs> um, otherwise uh, while we are mostly wrong we will keep trying to am I right fellas that's right well, when you're right you're right and mostly right <laughs> and with that I bid you good evening good evening good evening process